Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, we're back with Chris Shad. He writes for us here at the Viking Age, and uh, he's also been on the podcast multiple times. Uh, he was just on the last episode. We talked about some some great things like Kevin Williams and, and Mike Zimmer and all the players they added on their defense. So go uh, make sure to check that out if, out if you haven't already. But today we're going to talk about Chris's life as a Vikings fan. So, all right. So what age did you decide to be a Vikings fan? Just out so of the womb? That- this is a little tricky for me because when I was a kid, I loved football, but I didn't really have a team. Like the first team that I liked was the San Francisco 49ers because they were good. They had Steve Young. They had Jerry Rice, Garrison Hurst. Ricky like Waters. Yeah. Like a lot of players that were just cool. And I remember Steve Young throwing for six touchdowns in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. like, just like they Terrell Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, 1998, though, I, I think that most Viking fans have turned over like either in 98, mm-hmm. in uh, 2009, or 20, soon to be 2017. Right. I think those are the three pivot years. And like 98, I remember that offseason reading at a newspaper in a diner in Nelson. I went out <laughs> for lunch with my great grandparents and I read and I was sitting there at the table with the star tribune sports section, just kind of checking it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked at this and they were talking about this Brandy Moss guy. And I'm just like, wow, they said he should be a top five pick. He slid down to 18. Maybe he should be really good. And he had all the off the field stuff. And I'm like, well, the Cowboys get in trouble all the time. This shouldn't be that bad. And uh, 1998 happened. Randy Moss just torched the Packers on Monday Night Football. And like, honestly, I remember that first game. I went over and I visited my godparents. My parents drove over to uh, New Ulm. I think they were living in it at, at the time. And watching that game and watching Moss make that juggling catch against against the Bucks, And it was just like, all right, here we go. Wow. They're eight. No, like they're really good. And I mean, I, I watched Vikings games before 1998, but I mean, live and die week to week. 1998 is when it started. And then, uh, here we are. Yeah. I think some of my earliest memories were like just a year before 97. I remember them being in the playoffs. I think they upset the giants with like Randall Cunningham or something. And then they lost to the 49ers 
in like the divisional round. Um, but then, yeah, it, it really ramped up in, in 98. And um, it was a little more difficult for me being in, because I grew up in upstate New York. So obviously the games aren't on as frequently there as they are in Minnesota. So I would, the only games I really see are those, those primetime games, the ones on, on Monday night. And I think they played the Jaguars that year on like Sunday night, Sunday night football and just destroyed them. I think they put like 50 points up. Um, I just remember recording that game and and always just like watching it over and over again. What do you got to say about that? <laughs> I remember that Jaguars game too, and not <laughs> for too many reasons, but the one play I remember was Dwayne Rudd. And there's like a fumble. He scooped up the fumble and he was going to score easily. And he turns around, looks at the defense and goes, come here, come here, come here. And just spikes the ball in the guy's face and flags just fly all over the place. I, I, there's that's, so many that's good so players That's so out of character for him. He would never that, do that. <laughs> he definitely Dwayne didn't take Rudd off his was, helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne Rudd was awesome. I remember him. I, I don't know. Maybe I, it, you know, how like sometimes you think of guys better because you're a kid and you don't yeah. know oh, better. Yeah. And then you go back and you're like, man, that guy sucked. Like, terrible. That, that was like Dwayne Rudd and like some of the other Vikings defenders that season. Leroy Horde. Oh, I love me some Leroy Horde. Need three yards, I'll get you three. You need five, I'll get you three. Like um, the guy well, knew his limitations. Oh yeah. What would you say your earliest Vikings memory is then? I remember a game against the Green Bay Packers, and I don't remember what year it was, but Brett Favre got hurt, Reggie White got hurt, and uh-huh. I remember uh, Flaud Revez. Hitting oh, yeah. a field goal to win the game. And I think I just remembered it because of his name, Flawed. And I think uh, fifth grade, or maybe it was a little bit earlier, but I remember the Vikings had to go to San Francisco and they lost that game. And I was really like bummed out, but it was, hey, the 49ers are good. So I'll just keep following them. Um, yeah, I my first memory was Flawed Revez hitting a bomb to beat the Green Bay Packers. And, was it in Green Bay? Yeah. No, it was at the Metrodome. Okay. And I mean, I remember at school, like all the kids, like one through four, just kind of being like, you know, you had the Packer fans, you had the Viking fans. There was some yeah. like older teacher, Mrs. Stringer, I believe her name was. And I would just taunt her for being a Packer fan. And she Good. did not like that. Um, did not like that at all. I don't think she liked me very much, but I don't really <laughs> care. Um Hopefully she's not listening to this. But <laughs> oh, I would. She's, 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 she's one of our fan. big. She's one of our top listeners. She mm-hmm. could play guard. I I do remember she, that. Oh, no. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I yeah yeah that's what I remember. So I have um I have a flawed Revez football card, so I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> all right, one more one more thing. Now they're all coming back to me because okay. I remember these memories. But like my third grade teacher was Mrs. Williams and she was a diehard. She went to games and stuff. She had like the hat with the big braids and stuff. She was diehard. And I was just a problem in third grade. (laughs) Like I, I got in fights. I don't know. It was so weird because like from first to second grade or kindergarten to first grade or whatever, I was fine. Fourth grade to whatever. I had a bit of a temper, but for the most part, I was fine. Third grade, like, holy crap, man. So to kind of calm me down, like she connected with me, we would like bet candy by picking the games every week. Mm. And like, she was a Vikings fan. So like we would talk Vikings and all that stuff. And like, again, I wasn't like a diehard fan. Like I was like, I had a 
San Francisco 49ers locker in my bedroom that had this. And I got confused because I thought Chris Walsh was on the 49ers, but it turns out <laughs> he's on the Vikings. Uh, you know, you know how kids are. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So that that was another one. I, I don't know if I can shout out any more uh, elementary school <laughs> teachers, but Mr. Reinhardt's threw me in a dumpster once. Oh, was wow. that, All right. but, That's a whole other uh, podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, what, <laughs> what was your first Vikings Jersey? Oh, it was Moss. Yeah. It was Randy Moss. And the problem was in 1998, white or purple, they, <laughs> it was gold. Gold. Oh, man. <laughs> it was gold because everybody sold out. Like you couldn't get a Randy Moss yeah. jersey anywhere. So my parents just, they, they had to give me a Randy Moss jersey for Christmas. So they mm. got me this gold jersey. It had mm. purple numbers and letters and white outline. And the whole thing was ugly, but I mean, I wore that thing for years because <laughs> it was a Randy Moss jersey. But like, yeah, I, I, I just, I always remembered. I'm like, why don't they have gold jerseys on the field? And it's like, because they look like <laughs> trash. But yeah, yeah, I just saw somebody post about you know them having an alternate uniform that was like all yellow, and I'm like, no, no, don't, don't do that. Um, is there any piece of Vikings clothing or something else Vikings related that you obsessed over when you were younger? Uh, like that I wanted, or like you all maybe maybe a hat, or you mentioned the moss jersey, like something maybe you wore it all the time, or you had a jacket that you wore all the time, or or something that you carried around with you. Like I always wanted a Viking starter jacket, but I had an Orlando Magic one too because I like Penny and Shaq like, and I feel everything. Like everyone else. had that one. Yeah, so <laughs> like I never really, yeah, I, I guess. There wasn't too much. I, I know if my mom's listening to the podcast, she's like screaming about something <laughs> that I was obsessed over. I don't know. But, you know, I, I mean, the Moss jersey was definitely up there because Moss was my favorite player. Um, I started buying jerseys when I was in high school. And like the jerseys I bought were just random as hell. Uh, I bought Kevin Williams. Um, I got Did a Michael Bennett jersey. Oh, wow. Um I, I I never really had bad jersey luck. I think like That's some good. some people some people will like go into their closet and like they'll have like a Johnny Flynn jer- Timberwolves jersey or yeah. something like that. Like I never really had Dick's, a player where it's jersey. like I still have mine actually. <laughs> so does that count? I, I get well. I mean, if you bought it, let's say you bought it in twenty what nineteen, then probably that's it, bad luck. Yeah, I, I bought it right after the Minneapolis miracle, like. Right yeah, after, you got, like you got two years out of it. Yeah, two years before he went crazy. <laughs> now it's now it's vintage. Um, yes. Do you have any Vikings memorabilia? I had a uh, Adrian Peterson signed picture, and the story of how I got it is actually really funny because my mom, me, and my little sister Kate went to training camp one year in Mankato. And what they did to kind of, because what they did in the past was it was just kind of a free for all. Like they would have the positions and then, you know, running back day, everybody would go in Adrian Peterson's line and nobody would want like Chester Taylor's autograph or whatever. So what had happened was they had these little scratch off cards Mm -hmm. and you would scratch it off and underneath it, it would say, if you want a chance to stay in the line to get Adrian Peterson's autograph. Hmm. So um, we scratched our tickets off. And like I scratched mine and my mom scratched ours and we both won. 
Mm. And my sister, Kate, because we were talking about, we're like, yeah, there's a fat chance we'll get his autograph. Cause I had wanted to get Adrian Peterson's autograph, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, my sister, Kate threw her ticket away and she was like, I don't know. I so I was, I was in college. She might've been 10 or 11. So she was super sad because she wasn't getting Adrian Peterson's autograph. And like, Kate's not a major, huge Vikings fan. Mm-hmm. Like my mom is like, if there is a driving force in my fandom, it's probably my mom. Oh, wow. Cause she, uh, you know, bleeds purple every day. Um, my grandpa, Jerry actually, who died when I was five years old of leukemia, he was one of the biggest Viking fans ever. And it just trickled down to my uncle Carl and my mom. Yeah. And he had season tickets at the Met. He had season tickets at the Metrodome, just huge Vikings fan. So anyway, my mom was Jack, she was going to get Adrian Peterson's autograph. I don't know what she was going to get signed because he didn't bring anything, but she was just like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I was shocked. I was going to get it. I went to the team store and I bought a picture of Adrian Peterson right away. So, uh, Kate was getting all sad. So my mom being the good mother that she is gave Kate the opportunity to have Adrian Peterson sign a football and it's this old beat up football, which is hilarious. Now that I think about it, I don't even know where it is, but I remember getting my, uh, my picture signed and Adrian Peterson was sitting there and I like wanted to shake his hand. Like just, Hey man, what, what's up? Like friendly you want, thing. You, you want know? him to break your hand? Yeah, I guess. Um, and like the guy and like he had these two big bodyguards next mm-hmm. to him and they're like, no handshakes. And we all know why, because he said he probably like pull the bam bam thing and start shaking me up and down. But um, yeah, he, he just I don't know. He didn't look too thrilled to be there. He signed my picture. I said, thank you. I put it in a frame. I hung it up for a while. And then when I moved. Like this is this is the tragedy about the story. It's not that my mom didn't get Adrian's autograph, although she's probably like, ah, if only. Um, <laughs> a couple of years later, I had to move home, and um, I had all the pictures in there because in my mind, I was going to move out of home right away. I didn't need mm-hmm. to stay for a while. And uh, these people broke into my car and they stole my Adrian Peterson oh, picture. No. So it, yeah, I, I mean, it would have been cool to have and just that thing to hang up, but. You know, 20 year old me was kind of an idiot. And uh, <laughs> I think you, well, that's I think the thing. But, but we got a good, but I always have the story about meeting Adrian Peterson, yeah. getting his autograph, and, uh, you know, winning a couple of scratch off games. And the best part about the scratch off games was that I guess the intern was supposed to shuffle them up mm. and didn't. So, like, it was just <laughs> linear. Like, the top half was all like, hey, you want Adrian Peterson? Hey, like, you want, whole, you family, want. whole families of five are, like, getting to meet Adrian Peterson. And this poor intern is just getting screamed at by some Viking staffer. Like, we saw it all unfold. And it's just like, well, thanks, dude. Like, you're a great job. <laughs> um, so, on that, on that note, so obviously you've been the training camp. So, how many times did you go every year? Uh, I try to go every year for the most part. Um, I actually had the privilege of covering training camp in 2014. Um, So, but I mean, as a kid and kind of growing up, I tried to make the trip, you know, once every year. Sometimes it just didn't work out with work schedule or whatever. But, you know, I I miss Mankato. I would always meet my uncle Tim because he would want to meet at a dive bar and like grab some lunch between practices or whatever. And yeah, I mean, I remember it being very hot. <laughs> I remember like my, my favorite training camp story was, uh, I can't remember what year it was, 
But Jared Allen was going one-on-one with Brian McKinney in a drill. Mm. And this guy was just letting McKinney have it. Like it was right after like that one incident where McKinney ripped a stripper pole out of the ground and started (laughs) beating people with it or whatever. (laughs) And like, like Jared Allen's out there whooping his ass. And uh, this guy is standing up in the crowd, just being like, hit him with a pole McKinney, you fat piece of crap. Hit him with a pole. And another one, like this, this is fun because like the stories just keep flowing out of me because (laughs) there was another one. I remember I play in a dynasty league and I had the fourth overall pick and I'm like, do I want to take Dalvin cook? If he's there, he's got that injury history. A lot of carries at Florida state. And I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to jump in my car and I'm going to drive over there because Rochester and Mankato is probably like hour, 15 minutes, you know? So I'm sitting in the crowd and like Dalvin cook is sitting there. And they're doing like goal line drills. And there's this guy next to me and he was talking a little bit weird. And like, he's talking to uh, his kids and he's like, yeah, that's Bernard Berrien, man. That, that's him over there. I don't think Berrien was on the team, but he, he just had this weird, like, <laughs> Jerry, accent I think or Jerry something. Wright was on there. Yeah. He's like, that Jerry Wright, man. They, they're going to bomb it to him. So like yeah. Dalvin Cook's in this drill. And I remember him getting the ball. And I think, I can't remember who Shamar Stefan or something was in the backfield, like right away. Cause the Vikings offensive line sucked He's and Dalvin fan. cook like jumped right over the top of him and walked into the end zone. And this guy is so jacked about it. He's like, Dalvin cook, that guy's electric. Yeah. And like, he's standing up and everybody's staring at him and his wife's like, honey, honey, calm down. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, baby. I get so excited. Like Dalvin cook's going to be so good. Like, this guy, I want to watch a game with him because I bet you he's got the tricked out man cave. He just gets takes five shots of fireball. Like <laughs> what like that that's the type of guy I want to walk, look into. So I mean sometimes when you go to training camp, it's more about like people watching than what's on the field because they're going through the motions or whatever. But yeah, man, Cato was always a fun trip to make. And you know, I this year it will be my first time going up to see the TCO performance center. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit interested to see how that is. It's probably a little cleaner, but I mean, corporate, yeah. doesn't have the uh, charm that Mankato right. did. Right, right. I got to get that guy on my podcast. Um, so I know you've been to Vikings games, but how many roughly would you think you've been to? And then maybe which one was the most enjoyable? Oh, holy crap. Um, Okay, so I think my first, I'll start this way, because I think my first Viking game was in 2004. It was the Christmas Eve game between the Vikings and the Packers, and my mom bought tickets for me as a Christmas gift. So I went with my mom. Quarterback? Yeah, that was uh, the Culpepper borderline MVP year, Mm -hmm. where if it weren't for Mm -hmm. this Peyton Manning guy, he would have (laughs) won. So we had season tickets for a little bit. We split them with another family. And then my sister got into a fight with their daughters. So that ended that. So I think went to two games then. (laughs) Um, Then, you know, I just, I took a road trip to Kansas city. I don't know. I'd say maybe I've been to 20 games. Okay. 20 is probably a good number. And, you know, I think obviously at the top of the list was the Minneapolis miracle. Oh yeah. That's right. You told me about that. Yeah. And um, you know, for people who hadn't listened to, I I remember the last drive. I, I remember, I don't know how much I told of this story, but I, I was at the Blair Walsh game. That was an, I'll, I'll start with that story because the Blair Walsh game was funny to me because we had went out and like that morning, 
And I'm telling you the truth. I totally said this. We were sitting there having beers and I'm like, God, I hope we don't have another Gary Anderson moment today. (laughs) I swear to you, it came out of my mouth. So if you're mad about Blair Walsh, I'm totally sorry. But we were just having beers at the bar. We were having fun. We go to the game. It's awesome. It's negative six. It's outside at TCF Bank Stadium. Bud Grant's out there in a t-shirt. We were joking about that before the game. We're like, this is awesome. So we get all the way to the end. And, you know, we've had our beers. Like the best part was, you know, I like to have a couple beverages as a fan during the game. Mm-hmm. And like the beer, when we set it down, it literally froze at TCF Bank oh, Stadium. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man. So Blair nice lines cold. up for the kick. Yeah. Yeah. So Blair lines up for the kick and, you know, he kicks it. And I'm thinking to myself, OK, we're up. I think what. 10 to nine or whatever. And I'm like, we're up 10 to nine. Here we go. This, I'm just going to let it out for 30 seconds. Down, and, down 10 to nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was the final score. So Blair kicks it. He, and like, I'm, I'm thinking he made it from where I was sitting in the stadium. And I remember my friend and he just grabs me and he, I look at him and he goes, he missed. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, dude, Blair missed. And I'm like, he, it was 27 yards. How the hell can he miss? And I'm looking around and it was like one of those war movies, you know, the scene where like the bomb goes off and you yeah. just have like tinnitus. Yeah. Like that's what it was like. It was just dead silent, like no oh. booze, no, you know, whatever. It was just silent. And like walking out of the stadium, all you could hear was like the rustling of snow pants. And then occasionally <laughs> you just hear like F you player. <laughs> so we go back to the bar. And we're sitting there and we're watching the Packers play Washington and we're Kirk drinking Cousins. beers. We're, we're almost done. Yeah. It, it was foreshadowing our future. <laughs> so we're having beers and like they hand the bartender hands us two more. And we're like throwing our tab and like, no, 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 you don't understand. Those gentlemen over there bought you a beer and we turn around. It's a table full of Seahawks fans. Oh yeah. I remember the story. And, and I'm just like, what is going on? So like we go over there, we think they're taunting us, and it, like he goes, "Guys, nobody deserves to lose like that." No. So so they bought us drinks, they bought us food, like they were super nice, like all these other like people at the bar are, like yelling at us like as traders or whatever, and they're like, "Yeah, I bet you're just a bandwagon Seahawks fan." And they're like, "We're from Aberdeen, man. We flew in." Like, <laughs> shoot. So, um, yeah, I mean, for as bad as the result was, 2015 wide left was. A fun experience. Of course, the Minneapolis Miracle game was a blast. Uh, not so much for most of the fourth quarter, but the final play was amazing because it was like a mental checklist. Like he stepped out. No, long, there's pass interference. You, how long were your ears ringing after you left that game? The Minneapolis Miracle. Oh, I couldn't tell you. I mean, <laughs> I, I I blacked out from rage at the beginning of that drive because I think Riley Reef had a false start or something. And I was just, I was just so mad. And the next thing I know, Diggs was running down the sideline. I'm like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Let's see. On the, uh, on that note, how does, how long does it take for you to get over a Vikings loss? It depends on the game. Like a normal game. It depends on how they lost. Like Seahawks was, game last year. Seahawks game. Okay, so that was fourth the and two. Fourth and one. Yep. I don't know. How, I I think I was mad for a while. You're and older then, now. You're older now. So it's yeah, like, yeah. And I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and like I remember my podcast because I'm like, 
I want to look at this game and see how we lost and like yeah. understand it. Like as a right, like when I was young, it probably took me a full week to get over Vikings <laughs> loss. But like now that I write and like kind of have to put on and my journalist hat, yeah, yeah I, it's more like, okay, how did we lose? What what did they do wrong? What did they run? And all that kind of stuff. I'm not a big schematic guy, but I, at the same time it's just i'm more interested in the flow of the game and everything Mm -hmm. else and of course at the end of the day i want the vikings to win i think we all do but um i think like that seahawks game last year it was just like like christmas day christmas day took me i don't know oh 20 minutes like what what's it once alvin kamara ran for his sixth touchdown i'm like okay (laughs) yeah i got i got lucky because that's my son's birthday um, so I didn't, I think I watched like the first quarter and I was going to watch the rest later, but then I never watched the rest later. Cause I was like, there's no reason for me to watch this. Um, <laughs> there's no, I'm not going to get anything out of it. Um, so yeah, yeah, those games are blowouts are a lot easier to get over. And I'm like you, I'm, I'm older now. So like, it's a tough loss. Like the Seahawks, maybe I'll be mad for like a couple hours or disappointed or whatever. And then by the next day I'm, I'm good. But yeah, it how, used to be like just terrible mood for a couple of days after the Vikings lost. How long did it take you to get over thirty-eight seven? Oh yeah, that was tough. That See was for tough. me, it was tough because ahead. because it was the culmination of you know this. They seemed like a team of destiny because of the miracle, and then the Super Bowl was going to be in Minnesota. Um, and just they were they had the like the league's best best defense they shouldn't have lost to the eagles who were you know starting nick Foles and all these other players no one's ever heard of and then they just got stomped on and yeah that was tough to get over and then obviously the eagles fans and everything just rubbing everything in just digging in more and more just made it even worse because what what they do like punch people and they they wrote that sign like f millie or whatever that they carried around <laughs> rest in peace because i think she just died <laughs> um uh, that was it's tough, not right? funny but it is <laughs> yeah yeah um it took me that took me a full three weeks to get over oh, because wow. not only not only did they lose like the last thing I remember in that game was the Derek Barnett strip sack mm-hmm. and then I knew it was over and like when I woke up the next morning I was on my couch and I had my speaker playing overnight and it was uh, Black by Pearl Jam on repeat <laughs> so apparently I had just you know sheets of empty canvas <laughs> and like oh, no. i was just sad and then t- to add insult to injury the super bowl was in minnesota mm-hmm. and like leading up to it it's like you know even before the vikings were good it's like that'd be cool to go up there see all everything going on i didn't want to be anywhere near minneapolis like i was just like i don't mm. want to see the super bowl i won't even watch the game i don't want to do whatever <laughs> like finally it was like a Eleventh hour invite. Like my sisters are like, we're going over to our grandparents to watch the game, and I'm like, uh, like even watching the first half, I was just mad. So, yeah, and that the took me. That, and the fact that the Eagles won, I feel like, yeah, yeah, that was that was another punch in the gut. So three weeks is probably accurate. That would probably be adult Chris tops. Yeah, I didn't. Even, I didn't even think like living in Minnesota of that, that factor, because I'm sure a lot of people were like you were like, you can't get away from it yes. because it's in, it's in your city and you got Eagles fans coming to your city and you got, you know, even though you guys tried to, to, to give them Ubers and drive them out of town, they still came. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was, that was a tough one for sure. Ugh, I don't even, 
want to talk about it anymore. Uh, but we'll wrap it up with this. Say a young kid comes up to you and tells you they're considering being a Vikings fan. What would you tell them? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it. The yeah. pain. No. Um, no, I, I would probably. So like my godson, Hudson, Mm-hmm. I bought him a big box full of Viking stuff, like mm-hmm. moments after he left the womb. So, I mean, I'm always encouraging. I've always said this about being a Vikings fan. Like I have Packer friends and, you know, I always believe that they don't know what true pain is like. They've never had adversity because they've enjoyed Brett Favre. They've enjoyed Aaron Rodgers. They've enjoyed all that stuff. Bart Starr. Yeah. A Bart Starr. Like, and I know they had their bad stretch in like the 80s or whatever, but since I've been alive, Everybody the Packers knows. have been good. Um, the Vikings, like I know when they finally win a Super Bowl, and I know when's probably like a rough word. You're going to cry. I, Oh, I'm going to ball. I cried when they <laughs> lost the Eagles. Shit. I mean, I, I cried. I cried after the miracle game. Oh, yeah. Like, I was a sobbing wreck. And, <laughs> like, because, I mean, I just remember the one thing my friend, it was the only thing my friend could spit out for, like, 20 minutes. It was, this doesn't happen to us. Like, yeah. what is oh, going yeah, yeah. on? And I, I, like, when the Vikings finally win a Super Bowl, like, I'm just going to feel like, wow, this is worth it. All, you know, staying with this team and everything. I'm not part of the team. I'm not, right. you know, everything else. I mean, I talk to journalists all the time. Like, I was, on, I had Matthew Collar on my podcast and like, he's mm-hmm. from Buffalo. And right. I remember asking him, I'm just like, so are you excited? The Bills are in the AFC championship. And he's like, ah, nah, and like, you know, I kind of report a thing. I, Try to be as professional as possible, but at my core, I will always be a Vikings fan. <laughs> and I think, you know, if I see a little kid that wants to be a Vikings fan, I, I'm just going to have fun with them. I mean, I love teaching, passing things down to little kids. I mean, mm. I'm a big pro wrestling fan too. Oh, and yeah. when I see kids at like a show, mm. like I remember uh, a couple years ago, and this is like a totally different thing, but I, but I, I just feel the excitement because like there was like this six year old. And Becky Lynch was fighting Charlotte Flair and the whole arena was cheering for Becky Lynch, except for this one kid who just <laughs> loved Charlotte Flair. And like, you know, after the match was over, Charlotte lost. He was all upset. And Charlotte yeah. was like walking out and she like looked at him because like she could hear him, obviously, mm-hmm. the entire match. And she goes, thanks, bud. And like, you know, rubbed his head. And like that kid's going to remember that the rest of his life. That, the rum- that wasn't at the Rumble, was it? That was uh, a house show in Rochester. It was oh, okay. just a couple okay. blocks down from my house, and I I just bought a ringside ticket for the hell of it. And oh, there you go. Yeah, I got to see. All, I mean, like stuff like that. Even like a little kid, like my sister, um, meeting Adrian Peterson and getting a signature there. Yep. Um, that, I think they're that, superheroes. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know. I will always welcome kids to the dark side of being a Vikings fan. <laughs> I, I will know that they, uh, they'll have to know what they're getting into, but I mean, sometimes it's just more fun to let them experience it for himself. I, I remember yeah. 1998 and getting all excited and seeing them go to the NFC championship, thinking they were a Super Bowl. Like as a kid, that's just awesome. So yeah, if a kid walks up to me and says, I'm going to be a Vikings fan, I'd be like, okay. all right. Buckle up, man. Let's yeah, do yeah. this. <laughs> I think whenever I ask someone this question, I've always been like, I'll always, I'll like double, triple check, 
triple check, quadruple check with them. Like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Like, <laughs> are you sure? We're just going to ask you every time. Are you sure? Like, like I, you know, you just got to make sure you're ready for this. Cause this is, this is, this is a wild ride. It's going to, you're going to have very high highs and very low lows. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's quite the experience to be a Vikings fan. Thank you, Chris, for sharing your experience as a Vikings fan. Where can people follow you on Twitter? I am at the real Krishad, and they can read my stuff over at zonecoverage.com. Bring me the news. And of course, the Viking Hates as I'm on this wonderful yes. podcast. Go follow him. Subscribe to his podcast, the Homer Horn podcast. Talks about the Vikings on there too. Uh, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye.